Welcome to Zichud Av Siman Memory of Ram Goldhei and the Imur Zechus Rosh Hashanah Daf Base, the first parak of Rosh Hashanah. The Zichud Mesechus Rosh Hashanah program has been generously sponsored as a schos for Chayim Bas Esther. I want to welcome all the new members of Zichud and wish everyone continue Hatzlach as we begin the ninth Mesechta in this Daf Yomi Machzor. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the opening mission of the Masechta states, Arba Rosh Hashanim Hem. There are four Rosh Hashanahs, referring to various dates that mark the beginning of a year pertinent to different halachas. The first of Nisan is Rosh Hashanah for the kings and for the festivals. For the sake of what law was a standard date established for kings? It's needed with respect to documents. It was taught in the Mishnah, Predated debt documents are puzzle, while postdated ones are kosher. If the loan document is predated, the lender could use it to unlawfully collect properties that the borrower sold before the actual date of the loan, but after the date recorded in the document. Since staros are commonly dated using the year of the king's reign, it's necessary to have a standardized method for reckoning that year to determine whether a particular document is predated or postdated. Point number two, Rabbi Yochanan said, From where do we know that we count the years of kings only from Nisan? For it was stated, It was in the 480th year after Yitzhak in the fourth year in the month of Ziv, which is the second month of Shlomo's reign of Israel, he built the temple for Hashem. So, The Pasa compares the reign of Shlomo to Yitzhak Yitzhak with respect to counting the years. Therefore, just as the years after the exodus of Mitzrayim are counted from Nisan, so too the years of the reign of Shlomo are counted from Nisan. And point number three, the Gemara is how we know that we count the years from Yitzhak from Nisan. Perhaps we count them from Tishrei. And the answer is that one shouldn't consider that possibility. For it was written, and Aaron Cohen ascended Horahar at the word of Hashem, and he died there in the 40th year after the exodus of B'nai Israel from Eretz Yisrael, in the fifth month, which is of, on the first of the month. And it's written, It was in the 40th year in the 11th month, which is Shvat, on the first of the month, Moshe spoke, referring to the beginning of Chumash Dvarim. Since when referring to Aaron's death that took place in Av, the Torah describes it as occurring in the 40th year from the exodus. And referring to the beginning of Moshe's speech, which was said five months later, with Tishrei in between, the Torah also describes it as occurring in the 40th year. Makal, the Rosh Hashanah, loved Tishrei. It's evident that Rosh Hashanah, with respect to Yitzhak Yitzrayim, is not Tishrei. So once again, the three points are number one. The opening mission of the Sechta states, There are four Rosh Hashanahs, referring to various dates that mark the beginning of a year, pertinent to different halachas. The first of Nisan is Rosh Hashanah for the kings and for the festivals. More asked, So for the sake of what law was a standard date established for kings? Of Chista said, It's needed with respect to documents. For was taught in Mishnah, Predated debt documents are puzzle, or postdated ones are kosher. If the loan document is predated, the lender can use it to unlawfully collect properties that the borrower sold before the actual date of the loan, but after the date recorded in the document. Since Staros are commonly dated using the year of the king's reign, it's necessary to have a standardized method of reckoning that year to determine whether a particular document is predated or postdated. Pointing to Rabbi Yochanan said, From where do we know 
that we count the years of kings only from Nisan. For it stated, It was in the 480th year after the exodus of the B'nai Israel from the land of Mitzrayim, in the fourth year, in the month of Ziv, which is the second month of Shlomo's reign over Israel, he built the temple for Hashem. So Makish Malchus Shlomo, it seems it's rhyme. The Pasa compares the reign of Shlomo to the Exodus from Mitzrayim with respect to counting the years. So Mayat sees Yisrael and Nisan of Malchus Shlomo and Nisan. Therefore, just as the years after the Exodus from Mitzrayim are counted from Nisan, so to the years of the reign of Shlomo are counted from Nisan. And point number three, the Gemara asks how we know we count the years from Yitzin Sitzrayim, from Nisan. Perhaps we count them from Tishrei. And answers that one should not consider that possibility, for it was written, And Aaron ascended at the word of Hashem, and he died there in the 40th year after the exodus of B'nai Israel from the land of Mitzrayim, in the fifth month, which is of, on the first of the month. And it's written, It was in the 40th year in the 11th month, which is Shvat, on the first of the month, that Moshe spoke, referring to the beginning of Chumash Dvarim. Since when referring to Aaron's death that took place in Av, the Torah describes it as occurring in the 40th year from the Exodus, and referring to the beginning of Moshe's speech, which was said five months later with Tishrei in between, the Torah also describes it as occurring at the 40th year. But called the Rosh Hashanah, love Tishrei. It's evident that the Rosh Hashanah, with respect to Yitzhitz rhyme is not Tishrei. All right, so now we go to our simon for the base, and our standard simon is a bias, the house. So here goes. The royal house where the king sat on his throne, as the star was being assigned according to the year of his reign in the month of Nisan, featured a massive mural depicting the history of Israel from Yitzhitz Yisrael, all the way to the death of Haro. Once again, in slow motion. The royal house, royal house, that must move on Duff, base. The royal house where a king sat on his throne as the star was being signed, according to the year of his reign in the month of Nisan, which reminds us the opening Mishnah teaches that the first of Nisan is Rosh Hashanah from Malachim, which Rav Chisla said is needed with respect to Staros for documents. It was taught in the Mishnah, Shtar Echovam Damim Pusulim, Mukharim Bukshirim, predated dead documents or puzzle, while post-dated ones are kosher. If the loan document is predated, the lender could use it to unlawfully collect properties that the borrower sold before the actual day of the loan, but after the date recorded in the document. Since stars are commonly dated using the year of the king's reign, it's necessary to have a standardized method of reckoning that year to determine whether a particular document is predated or postdated. So the royal house where a king sat on his throne as the star was being signed, according to the year of his reign in the month of Nisan, featured a massive mural depicting the history of Israel from Yitzhak Yitzrayim, which reminds Rabbi Yochanan said, from where do we know that we count the years of kings only from Nisan? Makish Malka Shlomo The Pasuk compares the reign of Shlomo to Yitzhak Yitzrayim with respect to counting the years. Ma Yitzhak Yitzrayim and Nisan of Malka Shlomo Nisan. Therefore, just as the years from Yitzhak Yitzrayim are counted from Nisan, so to the years of the reign of Shlomo are counted from Nisan. So, the royal house where a king sat on his throne as the star was being signed, according to the year of his reign in the month of Nisan, featured a massive mural depicting the history of Israel, from Yitzhak Yitzrayim, all the way to the death of Aaron. Which reminds the Gemara how we know we count the years from Yitzhak Yitzrayim from Nisan, perhaps we count them from Tishrei. And answers that one should not consider that possibility, since, when referring to Aaron's death that took place in Av, the Torah describes it as occurring in the 40th year from the Exodus. And referring to the beginning of Moshe's speech in the beginning of Chumash Dvarim, which was said five months later, with Tishrei in between, the Torah also describes it as occurring in the 40th year. the Rosh Hashanah loved Tishrei It is evident that the Rosh Hashanah, with respect to Yitzhak Yitzrayim, is not Tishrei. 
So once again, the royal house where a king sat on his throne as a star was being signed, according to the year of his reign in the month of Nisan, featured a massive mural depicting the history of Israel, from Yetzirah Yisrael, all the way to the death of Aaron. All right, now it's time for a four-blah Bachazar. Daf Lamed Zayin, the simmer Daf Lamed Zayin is laser tag. So here goes. The new Yantav-themed laser tag park, laser tag, that must be one Daf Lamed Zayin. The new Yantav-themed laser tag park, which prohibited consecrating laser guns because of their similarity to commerce, which reminds us on Yantav, we may not consecrate nor make assessment mouse nor make a harem, which is pronouncing an object that one owns as set aside for priestly or temple use, because of a gazer mishum mekachumemkar, a precautionary decree because of their similarity to commerce, since the ownership of an object is transferred to the temple treasury. So the new Yantav-themed laser tag park, which prohibited consecrating laser guns because of their similarity to commerce, required participants to shoot a livestock that always followed the feet of a single shepherd, which reminds us, the question of whether livestock are accorded the tchum like the owner or to the shepherd depends on whether there is one or more shepherds. A Bryce's case that stated it goes to the shepherds, even though it wasn't handed over to the shepherd, until Yantav refers to a town with one shepherd, so that it was clear that the animal would be entrusted to him. It therefore assumes it's tchum. Whereas the Mishnah that states it's accorded the tchum of the owner refers to a town with two shepherds, so that it was not clear before Yantav who the animal would be entrusted to. So the new Yantav-themed laser tag park, which prohibited consecrating laser guns because of their similarity to commerce, required participants to shoot at livestock that always followed the feet of a single shepherd, and awarded bonus points for hitting the partnership animal, which used sustenance from two separate chumim. Which reminds us, it was said, if two people purchased a barrel of wine or an animal for slaughter in partnership with Yantav, and divided the wine and meat on Yantav, Rav said, the wine in this barrel is permitted, meaning it may be carried by each of his partners throughout his chumaria, while the meat of the animal is prohibited except within the common chumaria. But Shmuel said, the wine in the barrel is also prohibited except within the common chumaria. Rush explains that Shmuel does not accept the principle of Brera, Rav does hold a brayer, except that an animal is different since it was alive at the onset of Yantav, and the two shares which have different tchum boundaries draw sustenance from each other. Thus, each share contains nutrients drawn from the other share, making it subject to the other tchum boundary as well. is a We use chicken soup. So here it goes. The ox fatten who pumped up his oxen with fatty chicken soup, chicken soup, that must be more on Daf Lamerches, a double lach. The ox fattened who pumped up his oxen with fatty chicken soup watched the one he just sold go according to the tchum of the buyer, which reminds us that Shor Shalpatim, the ox of one who fattens cattle for sale, is according to the tchum like that of the feet of the one who purchases it. Since it's customary for these cattle to be sold, their owner intended at the beginning of Yantav for them to acquire the tchum of their eventual buyers, even if they're from a different city. Whereas a Shor Shalroa, the ox of a shepherd, is according to tchum like that of the feet of the residents of the local town. Rush explains that this refers to a shepherd who raises his own animals and occasionally sells some to neighbors and acquaintances. The animals accord the tchum of the local town, since the shepherd's sales are limited to its residents. Since his animals are not especially fattened, people have no reason to come from another town to buy them. So the ox fattened, who plumped up his ox with fatty chicken soup, watched the one he just sold go according to the tchum of the buyer, while his friend who borrowed his ladle was restricted to the owner's tchum, which reminds the Mishan Daf Lamed Zayin Amadalaf stated, if one borrowed a klian yantiv, it's accorded a tchum like the feet of the lender, even though this is obvious, since at the onset of Yantav the Kli was in the possession of the lender, this ruling was necessary in the case where there is someone who's in the habit of borrowing from it. You might have said that the lender assigned it to the possession and tchum of the borrow before Yantav, since he anticipates it being borrowed on Yantav. But this isn't so. The lender will say to himself that since his friend did not yet ask to borrow, perhaps the borrower will find someone else and borrow from him. Therefore, the lender anticipated retaining possession of the Kli and thus took on his tchum. 
So the ox fattener who pumped up his oxen with fatty chicken soup watched the one he just sold go according to the trum of the buyer, while his friend who bought his ladle was restricted to the owner's trum, where a traveling rabbi happened to be doving that his rulings be accepted by his peers. Which reminds us, when Rabbi Abba went out from Babel to Eretz Yisrael, he doven, ye rabbi de emma milsa de tisgabel. May be the will of Hashem that I say something that will be accepted by the scholars there. When he arrived, he found them, asking why in a case when women boiled water and salt for dough, that the dough should be restricted to the tchum common to both of the women, let the water and salt become bottled to the major ingredient of the dough, so only the tchum of the flour applies. When Rabbi Abba gave an answer based on the fact that bitta only works in the case of Isuri, but not a mamon, the Rabbanon laughed at him, and the Gemara explains why. The Mephoshim explained that his prayer was inappropriate. He should have done that his argument received a serious hearing so that the truth of the matter be established. He shouldn't have asked that his position necessarily be accepted. Daflamates, the Simmer Daflamates is a letter, and we use a mailman. So here goes. The mailman, mailman, that must be learned Daflamates, letter. The mailman carrying a special delivery of flames beyond the tchum, which reminds us the next Mishnah draws halachic distinction between a gechelis and a shalhevis, a burning coal and a flame, given that a shalhevis is not a tangible object. The nachkaminas are regarding a tchum, me'iwa, hutza, and that which belongs to a vodazara. So the mailman carrying a special delivery of flames beyond the tchum almost fell into an oily bubble, a watering hole, where someone was drawing water on behalf of his friend, which reminds us we have a Malkhov's Rav and Shmuel regarding someone who draws water from one of the water holes of the Oli Bavel on behalf of his friend. Rav says it follows the tomb of the one it was drawn for, and Shmuel says it belongs to the one who drew it. The more concludes that the Malkhov's is based on another Malkhov's regarding finding a Metziah, a lost object with intent, that another should acquire ownership of it. So the mailman carrying a special delivery of flames beyond the tomb almost fell into an Oli Bavel watering hole where someone was drawing water on behalf of his friend who was upset because he was told that his tchum didn't reach his produce back in his hometown. Which reminds us, the next mission states, If one's produce was in another town, And the people of that town place an Arab tchum in order to bring some of the produce to him, they may not bring the produce. Daf Mem, so the Simr Daf Mem is a pool, so here goes. After depositing his fruit in a designated corner by the guardian's pool, pool, that must be more Daf Mem, Mayim. After depositing his fruit in a designated corner by the guardian's pool, which reminds us we have a Malchus Rav Shmuel regarding one who deposits produce with a friend for safekeeping. Rav holds the produce is Karagli Mishayikidolo. The tchum of the deposit is like that of the feet of the one to whom it was entrusted versus Shmuel who holds Karagli Amafki. The tchum is according to the feet of the depositor. In a case in which the guardian assigned the depositor a specific corner in the guardian's house for storing the deposited produce, he is not the legal guardian of the produce, but the owner is. So after depositing his fruit in a designated corner by the guardian's pool, he wisely had his domesticated cow take a drink of water before the shechita. Which reminds them, the reason the mission says that one may water domesticated animals and shech them when it's obvious that one may give water to his animal in Yantiv is to inform us in passing of another matter that one should first water his animal and then shech it because of the adhesion of the hide to the animal. If one waters his animal before the shechita, it then becomes easier to skin later. So after depositing his fruit in a designated corner by the guardian's pool, he wisely had his domesticated cow take a drink of water before the shechita. While his range animals graze happily in the pasture, since they were considered muksa when it came to shechita, which reminds us of the Gemara's final discussion regarding what Rebbe holds regarding the muksa status of range animals, when it seems that he subscribes to Rebbe Shimon's narrow view of muksa law. Three answers are given. All right, that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichron. Wishing you a great day and great learning.